podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. August 1, 2019, and there's a lot of things that we can talk about. Let's start with a few things. Number one, should I cost average or should I trade? Actually, you might find this question and my answer quite weird because number one, I'm a chartered market technician. A chartered market technician, talking about fundamentals, is like somebody who's professing she's Christian, and yet she's also Catholic at the same time. Or she favors La Salle, but also is Atenean. She's a paradox, okay? You might see things that way, that how could she be a value investor? And then she buys companies that are so nosebleed valuation, okay? How can that be? She doesn't seem to have a certain metric that I could understand. Okay, let me explain. Investing is not really one way. There's several ways to make money. I try to probably get the best of both worlds if I can. If I can. Okay. What does, what's great about timing is that number one, timing allows you to possibly avoid a big disaster. But timing is not also accurate because the problem when you're so fixated in charts is that you would not be able to see the big trend ahead of you. Example, if you're a great trader, you might have thought that the market would fall today in the Philippines. Therefore, you'd have saved cash. That's great. But how sure are you on how deep it could fall? Example, I sold some Ayala land at 53, thinking that, yeah, at 53, it's probably going to go at 55 or 56, but I think the probability of it going down is is bigger than the probability of it going up. So I actually trimmed a lot of positions. I sold half on, uh, on different assorted uh, companies in the Philippines, whether it was Ayala land at 53, DDO at 150 to 153, SM Prime at 39, RLC at 27.6, 28, um, URC at 170 above. What else? Actually, a lot. Um, sold half on many index related names. Now you'd wonder, hmm, I thought you're just in Phil Invest and DMW. Yeah, you're right. That's for me personally, but. There are clients who have like these index positions and of course I need to tell them that hey sir you might want to take profit first because it's kind of topish and how would I know that it's kind of topish? Ah uh, well the charts seem to point that way. Um, it's the same thing that you and I know that oh the index is nearing 8.3, 8.4, let's take profit a bit because 8.5 is the resistance. How am I 
knowledgeable that gate 5 or 86 is the resistance because that's technical. But notice, the index was 85, 84, now the index is 8,000. Look what happened in BMW. Is it up? Yes. So it means that we found an index, uh, sorry, a non-index name that is going up even when the market is going down. That's the kind of stock that is called alpha. It's not dependent on what the index is doing. Of course, you've also seen some penny stocks go up even if the index is falling, but we don't mention these penny stocks because number one, I have no idea why they're going up or maybe they're manipulated, but seriously, uh, we're not here to buy companies that are being manipulated. So, I don't understand PXP going up or what went up? GSMI? Um, yeah, I don't really trade any of them. I don't really tell you about them because I I don't really know what's happening there. And it's really stressful if I need to think who's buying there or who's selling that. I don't know. Uh, wealth is just a brokerage firm. And if we have clients who like to buy, sell, buy, sell, let them be. Because for us, we're just getting commission. So we don't care if it's profitable to them or not. Uh, some people will follow the trades, let them be because that's their decision. My decision is to tell you not to follow them and it's my fault because I don't get commissions when nobody's buying those things, but it's okay. Because just like Jeff Bezos, I'm here to teach you how to make a good purchasing decision rather than just tell you anything so that I get commissions. Um, it's good and detrimental for me though, because that means that I'm teaching you to just buy and hold and not to trade. But you can see that if you are overweight, a, per, a percentage of the portfolio, you can actually trade this. <laughs> Example, do you know that a normal fund, an average allocation on, on any stock is just 10%. But usually, us retail people, we will probably allocate 30% or 40% in that position. Maybe 40% of our portfolio is in Phil Invest. Maybe 40% of our portfolio is DM1 Cloud. So when we are over-allocating and 20% is in cash, we can actually trim. Trim means, okay, can you take profit 10% of my size in BMW? If I had 40%, can you take out 10% so that I only have 30%? Can you take out 40% of my fly 10%, sell it again, I can put it into cash. So you'll notice that it's a hybrid, it's trading and investing. Investing in a way that I want 10% of my portfolio in DMW to be really long term. However, since I oversized it, I made it 40% because I am so confident that DMW should double within a few years, then um, I oversized it. That's called oversizing. That's why sometimes you'll notice, hmm, it's kind of weird. You said you're long-term, but you're selling. No, actually not. I'm still long-term, but I'm just trading a portion because it's an oversized position. Um, it means that, let's assume, let's assume I have 40% of my portfolio in this knee, then I sell half. It means I, I will only have 20% of the portfolio in this knee. That's because the other half, the 20% was really for trading, the other 20% was really for long-term investing. 
really um and the th- the thing is um long term investing really means to get the rewards it's about three to five years and for the spiffy pop it's about average six years. What is a spiffy pop? The spiffy pop means that you're able to find a company wherein your cost today, let's say ten dollars, you were able to buy ten dollars Netflix. It means that if Netflix went from $200 to $210, that's a spiffy pop because that 5% move is already 100% based on your cost. Were there spiffy pops in the Philippines? Yes, ICT was one of them. Uh, that was a spiffy pop for some people who were very early in ICT. Uh, let's assume that you got in very early on an Ayala land stock. Um, a spiffy pop means that if your cost in Ali was five dollars, five peso, and if Ayala went from forty-five to fifty, well, actually, it's very hard to see that no in a single day. But that is what a spiffy pop means. A lot of spiffy pops happened in uh, abroad. Actually, it happened for companies like Netflix, Starbucks, Amazon, those kinds of names. But uh, the average holding period for these companies to make a spiffy pop is about 6.2 years. So, you have to hold a company for 6 years or more to see a spiffy pop wherein the capital you've entered, uh, you will gain in a single day the capital you entered. So, let's say you put $1,000 or 50,000 pesos in a company. Hopefully, that company will probably quadruple or go times 3. So if that fifty thousand went one fifty thousand, next time if that company went, um, I guess if that company went ten percent, one fifty thousand is fifteen thousand. Actually, it's just yeah, it's not yet a spiffy pop, but yeah, the spiffy pop is really a very difficult thing to do. Um, in Motley Pool, one of the best um, advisories in terms of stocks in US. Um, and they really teach a lot of concepts. They amassed around 50 spiffy pops in a matter of, I think, 20 years. So they were able to find 50 companies that made spiffy pops. There were, they were uh, Netflix, Amazon, Disney, but they were early in Disney. Like, they got Disney when it was still a Marvel stock, so you will be hitting spiffy pops when you were able to buy these names a long time ago. Why are we talking about these? Because um, we are trying to invest in the Davids before they become Goliaths, the rule breakers before they become rule makers. Example, okay, let's explain. Actually, uh, before Microsoft became the $1 trillion company that it is today, Microsoft used to just fight IBM. Apple used to fight IBM before becoming the $1 trillion company that it is today. Amazon used to be just a David before becoming the trillion dollar company today. So they're now Goliaths, but essentially these Goliaths were just Davids before. Uh, you might think that Jollibee is already a Goliath in the Philippines, but Jollibee on a worldwide scale is still considered a David because just as you know, McDonald's is already a $165 billion market cap, serving 101 countries and more, whereas Jollibee is just a $5 billion market cap, serving
serving Philippines, a lot of other countries too, but not as much as McDonald's is. Um, all I'm saying is that it's all about reframing and perspective. Uh, example, when you try to, um, let's assume that you are smoking a cigarette and, uh, sorry, wrong example, uh, reframing. Anyway, um, example is, so we're currently using email. Our default is uh, Google email, Google mail. Probably some people are still using Yahoo mail, essentially email. Um, the disruptor in that segment is Slack, Slack Technologies. Um, so far, Slack Technologies had 15,000 users to about 10 million users today. And it's really a strong platform. I suggest that if I was the only one who invited you on Slack, I will teach you Slack. If you want our entire channel to be a Slack channel so that I could teach you Slack, you'd be thanking me or anyway. But Slack is really a powerful platform because aside from the 1,800 applications inside, there's around 150,000, 450,000 already that was created by other external third-party apps. I think it's becoming the WeChat of the world or WeChat of work for the world. It's like a default working working platform, uh, work platform collaboration. Uh, its current competitor is Microsoft Teams. Microsoft Teams has 13 million users, but um, it's okay because um, Slack is growing fast and you should use it to understand what I mean. You should try to download Slack, SLAC2. Slack means searchable log of all communication and knowledge. Uh, what else? Mm. So Slack today is a David that's trying to be a Balaya. Actually, Slack started from a lot of venture capital funding. So you might think that, oh, I'm late because Slack's already a Balaya. That's a bit of a joke because it's already $16 billion market cap. So we'll try to get in at about $10 billion if we can. But if it's going to be the default work platform of the future, paying $10 billion for a business like this is not as expensive as you think. You think that people who bought Amazon at year 2000 was very smart to buy a company. You'd see that the price to sales ratio of Amazon during that time was trading at 20 times price to sales. So I'm just saying that the greatest companies don't ever sell cheap. Ayala will never be a 10 times TV if you're thinking about it. It will never be. The leaders, the buyers, the companies segment will never be cheap. Uh, whether you learn this in high school or college or you just learn this in real life, I'm telling you that never ever um, expect good companies to be cheap. That's something that I had to learn the hard way. The great companies will just forever be expensive and you have to just buy great companies no matter what. Buy excellence. In fact, Mark Zuckerberg told this to his team. He'd rather hire an A-plus engineer, pay this A-plus engineer 10, 10 times the salary than hire 10 engineers which is, which is just A-plus. What does this mean? You don't need ten great companies. Um, if you, you know, you, you can't. You don't need ten good companies. You just need one great company because that one great company 
can give you the best returns um, more than what 10 average companies will give you. So we're trying to get the best of the best if we can. And um, if we cannot get the best of the best, then, you know, it's sayang. But as much as possible, try to find the best companies um, as early as possible before the entire world knows about it.